Morning 7 Run. Thank you so much for joining us online, whatever platform that you're on. And I want to remind you uh, that spiritual growth is the call of God. And in this COVID season, you and I can grow regardless of our circumstances. And, and there are ways to do that, which is exactly what Pastor John and Bonnie were talking about the other day, those questions. And reading your Bible every day, opening it up and asking God to speak to you, and then making a commitment as the rhythm of life unfolds that every single week you gather with as many of your family and friends as you can, and you, you worship actively and, and interactively here online. So be interactive uh, in your actions. Let us know you're here. Um, let us know how we can pray for you. Uh, let us know uh, how we can, you know, how we can know and understand what's going on in your life, and and maybe it also means you need to go wake somebody up to to join you, so that so that we can not just lay down during this season, but that we can rise up, because I believe with all of my heart that God is rebuilding, reinventing, and, and that we are called to reimagine the church in 2021. And to that end, we're going back to basics, the most basic thing to understand about the heart of God is that he is the God of the lost and found. And I want to call you into some theologies that that matter to lay foundations. Um, Theologies are ideas about God, and there are good ideas and bad ideas. We all live out of ideas. It is fashionable in our, our world to think that one idea is as good as the other, and that is simply not true. There are some things that are lies, um, and Satan is called the father of liars, and God is the author of truth. In fact, Jesus said he was the truth. So truth and lies matter. We are responsible to seek the truth. We are responsible to think thoughts that are accurate and that are good ideas about God. So in contrast to what I typically try to do, and that is to give you one thing to take away I want to build a framework and lay a foundation of some theologies that will help us to navigate where we're going in 2021 and and do so filled and anointed and empowered by the the Spirit of God with eyes on Jesus and, and with great effect. So some foundational truths as we get back to the basics in our Lost and Found series. Uh, Some of the foundational truths are inward and personal. Others are outward and social, although really you can't disconnect those two. They're all all intertwined. But for the purposes of this exercise, we're going to disconnect them for just a moment. So some foundational theologies, some ideas, some truths that will bring your life into greater alignment. Let me just kind of explain one other thing about these kinds of truths. Um, Truth matters like in this way, you can put square wheels if you could find them on your car or truck. And, and it wouldn't be God hating you um, that things would work the way they would work as you bounce down the road. It would simply be the fact that you're not aligned with the truth that round rolls better. And so the closer that we are aligned with God's truth and how he created things, the more things work, the better they are. And so these personal truths are just inward personal truths that are real and right. And, and the more you accept them instead of blowing them off, the more you're going to come home and come alive and find joy. And, and you're going to be a person of, of, of light. 
First of all, the deepest longing of my heart is to be loved by God. And, uh, you know, most of us will go, oh, yeah, right, I know that. No, 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 you don't know that. But the deepest longing of your heart, I mean what you were created uh, from, from dust to be, is loved and, and loved by an agape, divinely sourced love that is from forever, uh, from heaven above. It is God your Father, and, and until you are home in His arms, you will never be home. The deepest insanity of my life is, and your life is running from God, hiding from him as we did in the garden in Genesis chapter three. And we hide in a million different ways. This is a whole sermon series in itself. But let me just say that some of us are hiding in ways that are pretty obvious. And it's obvious that we're not, you know, home in God's arms and and that we're far from him. But one of the craziest and most dangerous places to hide is in religion. And in a little bit of God knowledge that isn't changing your life, that is a dangerous place to hide in. It's kind of like hiding in a bush of poison ivy. It's not going to work out well for you. Um, and that's an insanity that, that we're called out of. And the third inward and personal foundational truth is that the greatest joy of my life and your life is following Jesus back into God's presence. And the joy of it all is that we can do that in any moment. Um, I mean, if we are completely lost with no relationship with God, we, we can hear Jesus say, follow me, and we can follow him into God's joyful presence, and we can be home in his arms in an instant. And if we've been dead and religious or, or simply drifted far from God, um, you know, although he is our father, um, there's never a moment that Jesus doesn't say, hey, here I am. Follow me, and in this moment, in this very moment, in this circumstance, in this feeling, in this, in this moment you don't want to live, in this moment that, that you are hurting, I'm going to lead you into joy. Some outward and social truths, theologies, ideas about God that will make the wheels on your car rounder and make your life work are, are these. And this is just basic foundational th theology that I think the church has forgotten as it's drifted from its mission. And I, I think that God is using COVID to get us back to our, our uh, revealed purpose in Scripture. Three simple things. Number one, the world is lost. Romans 5.12 says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, the story we told last week, and death through sin, and I want you to understand that death has invaded all of life. And even the, the things that we run to that are not God, that look good for a while, they are death infected and, and already dying uh, on the vine before we've even taken a bite. And so death is everywhere invasive in this world. And that's why nobody gets out alive. So just as sin Enter the world through one man and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. This world is lost. And if you choose to stay in it without Jesus, then you will be lost as well. Both now and forevermore. God sent Jesus. That's such great news. That's what the word gospel means. Good news. God sent Jesus to save this world. And the Bible says in, in John 3.16, For God so loved that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him, 
in a life-changing way, this faith that, that, that comes home and brings love and joy and forgiveness and peace, whoever believes in him would not perish, would not die, but it's going to have everlasting life. Not false religious piety, not a collar to be worn, um, you know, not a set of rules to be followed, but just life, coming alive. Day by day, moment by moment, season by season, pain by pain, just coming alive and it never stops. The world is lost. God sent Jesus and then Jesus sent us. Those are the three foundational theologies that the church has forgotten. In John 20, 21, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. So, into this lost and crazy world that you're not going to be able to save any other way than God's way, which is Jesus, um, you and I have a part to play in, in, um, in healing the broken. And that is, that is a joy. That's, that's our call in 2021. Here's another basic theology that I need you to, to think about and chew on. And everything I say, you think it through with, for yourself from Scripture with God and and because you're going to be responsible for deciding in your heart what is the truth you're going to stand before God in. Um, so, so here's what I would, would say to you. Whatever we learn about God changes us. And if it doesn't change us, then we haven't learned anything about God. And it's kind of this interplay that Jesus had throughout Scripture everywhere about hearing and listening. Um, and, you know, so we can hear words, but we haven't listened until they become a part of our thinking, until they change us. So today, as we begin this series, I want to lead us into to Luke chapter 15. And we're going to spend the next, you know, two weeks, three, including today, on, on this chapter and, and these three profound theologies that are lost and found theologies that are the basics of why the church exists and what we're supposed to be doing. And in confusing times, here is a clear and clarion call to what our focus and mission is to be, where our energy is to be directed. So here's what I want you to know about God. And wait a minute, if you actually begin to learn these things, then they're going to change you. Because whatever we really learn changes how we really live. And if we're not changing in how we really live, then we really haven't learned anything. So here are three life-changing truths. God loves lost people. He never stops going after them. And nothing brings God more joy than when his love wins. So let me just begin to unpack that for a little bit. God loves lost people. In Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, the scripture says, tax collectors, which were the, the most hated of, of all people, they were opportunists and thieves, and other notorious sinners. I, I you know, That word notorious is not a word we use, but these people had a rep. These people were known to be like some bad, rough people. And, and these people often came to listen to Jesus teach. Okay, I, I want us in 2021 with all of my heart, I, I have no interest in pastoring a fake church. I have no interest in being a fake pastor. Uh, I have no interest in, in putting on religious appearances and leading a bunch of religiously, uh, you know, 
dressed up people uh, to do nothing in a broken world. That, that, that is all dead and fake and, and empty. But I do have a passionate interest in seeing the kingdom of God come and seeing God's will be done and, and, and having God take mine and our insanity and brokenness and lostness and, and lead us home to being found and loved and alive and sane and, and joyful. That's what I'm interested in. And so there's this crazy eternal divide between uh, our insanity and God's peace, between earthly religion and, and the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus said, I came to bring the kingdom of heaven. And in fact, Matthew 6.33, he said, seek first the kingdom of God, of heaven. And, and so, so there are differences and, and we misidentify these two realities all the time. And in the modern world, um, notorious and broken people don't come running to the church. And there's a million reasons why we're angry, we're, we're protesting, how our Christian rights are being trampled on. Let me just give you a clue. Following Jesus is never going to make you angry. It just doesn't work like that. And, and, and one of the, the huge differences between us and God and, and, and what the church becomes through human agency and, and brokenness and, and power and, and all this stuff and, and what the purity of the breath of God in the kingdom is, is about is found in this verse. All of these badly broken people who knew that they were screwed up or at least had this sense that there had to be something more than this, they were attracted to Jesus. They, they, they were not repelled. And, and, and in the words of a prostitute in Chicago, I, I, I find a, a great description of, of where the church really is. She was a woman who was, as I said, um, you know, deep into her addiction. And, and one of the easiest ways as a female to support your addiction is, is, is by selling um, what, what nobody should ever buy. And, and in that also, she was severely neglecting her child. Somebody who loved her and was seeking to, to protect the child came to her. Um, as I remember the story, it was just in some broken place. I don't know, a stairwell, alleyway, something. But she, she found her and, and, and just began to, to, to talk to her and to, to love on her. And, and, and she asked this question at, at some point in the conversation. She said, well, why wouldn't you go to the church? And the woman looked back at her in horror and said, the church? Those people, they would just judge me and make me feel 10 times worse than I already do. Now, I want you to notice the contrast between that kind of response and the kind of response that people had to, to the real person of Jesus Christ in his day and in his time. That kind of person, so broken and so hurting, was exactly the kind of person who was so often attracted to Jesus, drawn towards his love and his friendship. In fact, the scripture says, as, as it goes on, it says Jesus actually had dinner. He ate with these people. He identified with them. And so this alone tells us, gives us a clue of, of something that's radically wrong and, and notoriously different between how the kingdom of God functioned in Christ and, and how we've, we've made it dysfunctional in what we call church in the modern world. And until lost people are attracted to the love that we're offering, we're nothing like Jesus. This made the Pharisees and the teachers, Luke 15, 2, um, the scripture says, complain 
that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Oh, the scandal. Scandal that, that you would have room for these worthless people and, and you're not hanging out with the, um, you know, with the good people. So Jesus told them this story. He said, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he finds it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he'll call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I found my lost sheep. In the same way, Jesus said, there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Now, there are so many layers to the story. We don't have time to unpack them, but all of Scripture is meaningful. And and there really is a parallel between Hebrew religion in that day and its rule-ishness and judgmentalness and and self-righteousness and apartness from broken people and the church um, as it stands in the 21st century. There's, There's a real parallel between between this idea of, of who's in and who's out and, and who we should be associating with, right? We should be hanging out with uh, the good people and, and, and not the, quote, bad people. So there's all kinds of, of echoes here in terms of, of the mission God gave the people of Israel in the Old Testament to be a light to the nations and to the Gentiles, which they never did. Um, and which the church, honestly, is doing the exact same thing in refusing to go and be a light to to the lost uh, in our day. It's strange and sad and striking parallels. Let's just unpack what this teaches us about God. And if it teaches us anything, then it's going to change us. And and his ideas will become our ideas. and, And what he's taught us, we will do. Blessed are those who obey me. If you love me, you will obey me. God loves lost people. And, and this story is a story of going after. Um, you know, it's the story of Jesus. There is the one who's come after standing in front of them telling the story about going after. It's, it's, a, it's a hall of mirrors kind of thing where, where the storyteller is the story. And, and, and Jesus is standing there really saying, here, here I am. I am the shepherd who's coming after you in the story to carry you home so that you can find that, that the deepest longing of your heart is, is not to have religious knowledge, but it is to be deeply loved by God, to accept his love. And, and, and he never stops going after them. You gotta know that about God. He never stops. That, that's the, the journey of Jesus' whole life and, and all of his frustrating interactions with both his disciples um, and, and those who were not. And, and it's the story of 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 the beatings he took, uh, of this, it's a story of the, the, the lashes on his back. At, at any point during this whole journey, he could have stopped coming after us. He could have stopped coming after you. But he never did, and he never will. God will never stop going after you. There will never be a time until you breathe your last breath, and in your last breath, if you are willing to be found, you can be but he will never stop going after you. So here he is, um, he, he loses a sheep and, and that's, that's a reference to all of us who've, who've wandered away and who knows what was going on in that little sheep brain as, 
as it looks beyond and sees something better than here. And we've all done that in a variety of ways, and we've wandered off. And, and, and the scripture says he goes after it. And, and when he found it, how long did it take? We don't know. But he wasn't going to stop. He wasn't going to quit. He was going to find the sheep. And he did keep going until he did find it. And that's exactly what God is seeking to do in your life. Now, one of the things about sheep that, that I've learned, I, I am not quite, I mean, I love animals, but I'm not the animal lover my, my brother is in the sense of being on a farm and, and having a bunch of animals. Um, you know, my brother's a horseman and, and, um, and lives on, on, a, on, a, on a farm in Tennessee with goats and chickens and, and all kinds of things. I went down and spent some time with him. Um, and he used to be a farrier, used to shoe horses and and so he was out volunteering to help this organization that helps um, poor kids do rodeo. And he was helped trimming animals, hooves and all this stuff, goats. And, and I'm just telling you, one, one thing about the takeaway of that whole morning with him was it just stunk. I mean, we were in a barn that, that just stunk. We were with animals that reeked. We were putting cows in pens and, and you know, and, and the ladies checking under their tails. And, and there was animal poo everywhere. And I'm just saying, it just stunk. It just did. The, the cow stunk, the, 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 the goat stunk, you know, and, and then we spent the afternoon, um, at his place, um, you know, cleaning the, the paddock and, and the, um, the, one of the, you know, the, the fenced areas where he keeps his horses, we were, we were scooping horse poo. Um, animals are really smelly and, and, and sheep stink. And there are some of us in our sin and our shame, we, we know we stink. We know that we're not acceptable to God. But here's what I want you to, to hear about the heart of God who loves lost people and he never stops going after them. The, 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 the scripture tells us that, that when, he find, when he found it, uh, that he joyfully carried it home on his shoulders. Now, now uh, to, to finish up on the stink part, uh, this thing was full of, you know, just mess and he picks it up and he throws it on his shoulders and he joyfully carries it home. A while back, I saw somebody going after a dog who'd run away and, and they were calling the dog to them in the most angry kind of way that, that if you stopped and thought about it, it would be hilarious because what dog in its right mind is going to run back to some angry, raging owner saying, get back here now come here now, you get down here. And knowing that the moment that this animal came near the master, he was going to get swatted. That's exactly why many of us are staying away from God. That's why many of us are, are, are staying lost and hiding from God and, and life isn't coming together and it's not working and it never is, but, but we're ashamed and we're, we're afraid that God is going to punish us and that the wrath of God will be on us. You need to understand that, that the wrath of God has already fallen on Christ and all there is for you is joy. He's looking for you. He's trying to find you. And there's two categories of people he's looking for. Those who are lost, who, who have never uh, repented and, and, and followed Jesus to, to the Father. And then there are those who, who know the Father but have wandered. And I'm telling you, wherever you are, you need to know that God loves you and that he's looking for you and he will not stop. And he places incredible value on your life. So much so that, 
that when he arrives home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I found my lost sheep. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee you this story was an odd, humorous story to the people hearing it because you just didn't do that. It's like, so? So you lost your keys in your house? Um, you know, when, when you find them, you don't typically call your neighbors and, and have them come over. Let me give a quick pause. That's something we used to do before COVID. We used to gather together. You don't call them and have them come over and, and then throw a party for this. Unless you place really great value as God does, on you. You who are lost, you who are hiding, you who don't feel worthy, you who feel like you've messed up too much, you stink too bad, there's just no way you could ever be right with God. I'm just telling you that God the Father in Christ the Son is looking for you. And if you're willing to be found, he will lift you on his shoulders and joyfully carry you every step of the way home, singing a song of love over you, according to Zephaniah 3.17, and then welcoming everybody around to know, you know, how happy he is that you're with him. Nothing brings God more joy than when his love wins. And the smallest amount of faith in simply believing that God's love can win today and forevermore in your life will change your life. So, I just want you to know these three things. God loves lost people. He never stops going after them. And nothing makes him happier than when his love wins. But if you've learned anything today, then it's going to have to change your life. And it's going to have to lead you to be a new kind of Christian, a new kind of Christ follower. See, when, I, when what I know changes my heart, I love lost people. And, and I value the one who isn't here in you know, a bigger way than I value my place among all those who are here. I, I value their pain and their hurt more than I value my comfort and, and my, my ease. And then I never stop going after them. I can't. Because my God doesn't. Because he cares. And because I was one. And so for the rest of my life, enjoy. We who know that God um, never stops going after people. We can never stop going after people. We love won't let us do that. <laughs> we we want to be together forever in heaven, and we'll have plenty of time to do whatever it is that we think we're missing out on now. But now I have work to do. And when I what I know about God changes my heart, then my greatest joy is seeing the lost be found in Christ. And I just want to be honest with you. Um, I've drifted. Because this hasn't been the greatest joy in my life. I've been concerned about COVID, wondering whether the church is going to survive, um, dealing with, you know, just all the whirlwind of life. And, and I've forgotten why I'm here. I'm here to see lost people be found in Christ. To see people covered in shame know they can be cleaned with grace. To lead people who are willing to listen into the same journey. To not 
to be satisfied to be like the scribes and Pharisees and the teachers of the law who who want more to focus on us and and you know our rightness and their wrongness and and to be aggrieved i'm just telling you this this crazy christian sense of being aggrieved by our our society or our culture or our government is just that it's absolutely insane because you never see jesus modeling any of it it's just love proclaiming peace that refused to stop to the actual last breath out of his body to come after you and to find you. Two key questions to close with. Am I lost and trusting myself or am I found following Jesus into a life-changing uh, new way of living? If you are lost, if you have lived your life to this point, trusting yourself, following yourself, if, if you haven't come to realize that your deepest longing is to be loved by God, and if you're ready to end the insanity of your run from God, and here's how you do that. You, you follow Jesus into God's presence. And you do that by, by doing what Jesus said here in, in Luke chapter 15. There's more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and turns to God. And that's what we do. So right now, you can be found by repenting. What does that mean? It means having a change of heart and thought and mind. It means acknowledging the truth of what's wrong and then making a profound life-changing turn to what is right. And what is right is not a set of rules or a denomination. It is a person who's inviting you to live the rest of your life changed by him in the presence of God. A prayer this simple. Dear Jesus, save me. I'm lost, and I admit it. Forgive my sin. I give you my life, and I commit to follow you for the rest of my days. May your will be done, and your kingdom come in my life. Amen. And today, if you are a believer, you, you've wandered, know then that you can restart and return and, and this can be a profound new um, invention in your life in which everything changes because you're coming home in the arms of Jesus. And lastly, just, just say this, who are the five lost people that you're going after in 2021? Who um, is it that you, you love deeply and are praying for? Or who is it that you don't love deeply and should be praying for? Who are your top five? Guys, I'm looking forward to, to walking with a God who, who loves lost people and never stops going after them and, and who really, who really uh, knows the, the power of his love to change lives. I'm looking forward personally with you to be a part of that in 2021. To you and I loving lost people, to you and I committing our lives to go after them uh, on, a, on a daily basis, and to make the greatest joy of our life seeing lost people be found. <laughs>